Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So I want to invite you to the Empowered Amiga movement that is going to be happening on March 24 next year, 2023. Love to see you there. Um, the one we had this past March was amazing. And as you know, March is International Women's Month. And so this time we're going to have a health and wellness panel. And not only them, but we're also going to have the wealth panel. Oh my God. And guess who we have? Yes, we have Eva Macias, who is the author of The Latina's Guide to Money. So she's going to be talking to us a lot about that, as well as our other speakers. But I just wanted to give you a little glimpse and encourage you to send me a DM on my Instagram, or um, you can send me a message um, through my website at www.jackietapia.com and to get on the waiting list um, because we're going to start selling tickets pretty soon and we're going to have a special going on in December because as you know, Christmas is around the way and we love to give gifts. So um, make sure you um, uh, get in touch with us and so that you can be on our waiting list for the amazing event. So I am leaving you with this beautiful, beautiful soul who is going on the podcast as we speak. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I have an exciting guest here with me today. Her name is Eva Macias. You probably know about her. She is an expert in the financial arena. And so she's been here on the podcast before. Um, actually, she was here like during the the inception of the pandemic, but now things are changing. And so I really wanted her to be here. So who is she? Eva's the author of the best-selling book called The Latina Guide to Money. She has developed the Financial Bootcamp, which is a five-week course that teaches women they are worthy of having it all and how to master the finances to get it. She's on Facebook and Instagram Live every Wednesday evening on her Wealthy Wednesday segment. Eva's married and has a beautiful daughter. And I just want to say that when I asked her to be back on the podcast, she didn't hesitate. She said, yes, when? Let's put it on the, on the, on the docket, if you will. And so I'm excited to have her here. And um, you know what? You know about her, and you're going to get to know what's going on in the markets, and we have a really cool conversation, hard conversations, amigas, because you know, I only provide the truth here, and so please pay attention, um, uh, get your notebooks ready, because she's about to drop a lot of gold. So without further ado, this is Eva. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Hand Your Shit podcast. Okay, exciting, exciting, exciting. 
because I have my good friend here, Eva Macias. And you all know, if you want to talk about money, mula, <laughs> mucho dinero, we got to talk to the person. Her name is Eva Macias. Welcome, 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 Eva. Again, to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank you, Jackie. You know, I love you. I love your audience. And I'm just so grateful to be here. I, oh my God, I'm I'm so truly honored that you that you're here for a second time because we're in different financial circumstances. So amigas out there who haven't listened to the first podcast, um, Eva has an amazing book, The Latina's Guide to Money. You yes. must get it. Um, actually, we're gonna put it in the show notes so that you can grab it and get your copy. And also, amigas. She's going to be on the Amiga Empowered Movement event, which is in March. And so you get to meet her in person. So after this conversation, if you have a ton of questions, you get to get them answered at the event. So definitely, definitely, definitely come and check her out. So, oh my God, Amiga, Eva, last <laughs> time we were on, on, the, on the podcast, it was during the pandemic. It was a little slower, mm -hmm. but now we're in different circumstances. And I know that you, I mean, you have such a wealth of knowledge and I really want Amigas to get a taste of that. So I know you're all about educating and empowering Latinas to achieve financial freedom. So how can they attain financial freedom during this time? Wow. So yes, last time we were on, it was pandemic. It was definitely different. I had also just had a baby and I think there was just so much uncertainty and we didn't know. And now <laughs> we are now in a place where we still don't know, but we know that we are now in the results of what we didn't know two years ago, two and a half years ago or so. Right. And I think the biggest thing that I have seen um, is the lack of action that people take and don't take, whether it be through a pandemic or through turbulent times. And that's one of the things that I want all women, specifically women. Why? Because we live longer, right? Statistically, we live longer, ladies. Yes. That's yes. a great thing. <laughs> and we are the caretakers at home, which means, um, as I mentioned, you know, as a mommy or, uh, you know, whatnot, but we stay at home a little bit more, whether it be if we have a baby, we have to stay home. And so those things affect us in the long game of money. It's not just what comes in every single month, what goes out every single month. It's the long game of money and understanding, um, right? Money is a game. And where, where are you in, in the game? Where are you in the game? Are you just beginning? Are you in the middle chapters or in the middle of the game? Or are you ending the game? And when I mean ending, you know, really the only ending to any financial is death right and the way I always talk about especially in these times is reverse engineer your financial plan mm -hmm. so reverse engineer what I mean by that is if you were to be gone today what would you have wanted to accomplish with your finances and now more than ever especially because before 2020, it was all about money. We really, if you notice, we never really talked much about health. I don't ever remember since 2008 until the pandemic, there was not a big concern about health. It was just, do you have enough money, 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 mortgages, which again, mortgages are still coming up. Whereas of now, it's not only about money, but where does your health stand in this game of money? The reason why we are in where we're at is because the world shut down because of COVID. And that all relates to health, which is something that financially people don't prepare. And you really don't know how to prepare for that. Because if you're like, but I'm healthy. Yes, but that doesn't mean that will be forever. Or that may also mean that if you are healthy, fantastic. How can you bank on your health truly when it comes to that? And so I think right now where there's still a lot of, you know, uncertain times, there's elections, there's long haul COVID, there's um, other things in COVID, you know, other, um, just a whole lot of chaos in this world. I invite women to just sit down and quiet their mind and ask themselves, what are financial priorities that they want to accomplish before they pass? Mm. And, and that allows, I believe, the priorities to be simple and clear, instead of trying to 
do everything and then get nothing done. Yes. Where do you think they should start? So first things first, and I'm going to tell you, I am biased now. I wasn't biased in the past, but now I'm going to tell you, I am absolutely biased when it comes to life insurance. Um, I actually used to associate life insurance agents with cars, like sleazy car salesmen. (laughs) I just did. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I had my own experience and it was horrible. And the reason why I say start there is because there's unknown events. And the biggest fear for most people, even now, like baby boomers, their biggest fear is not death, but running out of money. Mm -hmm. And so I'm learning from their their trials and tribulations, right? I'm learning from them as well. And so I would say if you have good health, immediately get yourself a life insurance. Immediately, simultaneously, get yourself a living trust, especially if you own real estate, get yourself a living trust. And whether your employer provides it or not, start contributing, increase contributions to your retirement plans. Like these three things are a must. Um, for why, for what reasons life insurance only gets more expensive as you age life insurance is based on many things, but the predominantly uh, two main predominantly things is age and health. So tomorrow I'll be a day older, right. Um, and hopefully not, but I'll also, you know, if there was something that would come up, if I don't know about it today, I might know about it tomorrow. And so if you already know you're in good health, and even if you don't think you're in the best health, there's still a lot of information that people aren't aware of. So I would say begin there um, because death can happen to anyone at any given time. It's such an unknown event and yeah. it doesn't have to and be COVID, COVID really told us. And, and absolutely COVID actually said you could be healthy or not healthy, or you could have the vaccine and not the vaccine. Like the world's going to do what the world's going to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's also an increase in anxiety. There's also, an, which means an increase in medications being taken, which some insurance companies will not insure you if you're on certain medications. Shut up. Yes. Yes. So life insurance has multiple things. They take your financial background, meaning making sure that you don't file for bankruptcy. So money, your health, meaning they'll take a look at your medical records. They'll take a look at your driving records. They'll obviously ask you for an application and they'll do a medical exam. So depending on what shows up in all those different areas, that's how they determine whether you're insurable or not. And so, and also the longer we procrastinate, like I'm what, 41, but I'm going to be 42 in January. So if I'm applying for a new life insurance today, I'm closer to 42 pricing than I would be at 41. So every six months (laughs) to your next birthday. And so- Oh yeah, my God. So I'm 48 <laughs> and I'm like closer to 50. Christ, I so, better get on the ball now. <laughs> so those are those little things that most people don't talk about. Yeah. Um, but why life insurance when we're not talking about the market? Because we are going to talk about that. Oh yeah. More, <laughs> more importantly is the fact that there's more health concerns now. There's more suicides. There's more, um, a lot of crazy things that I don't remember 15, 20 years ago, uh, my siblings going through it. And I've been in financial services for 15 years. And when I started in 2008, I do not remember. I remember it being chaotic and stressful when it came to money, but I don't remember it being chaotic and stressful when it came to money and health combined. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when money comes out, that's one form of like stress and anxiety. But now when your health is also being affected, it spirals a lot quicker than it would be if it was only money, right? You can kind of throw up your hands and just be like, it's just money. I have my health. I can find a job. I can move. I can do this. But imagine if you couldn't now because of unforeseen things or whatnot. So I'd say that's why I always say I am biased to it where I wasn't before. Um, Start there. If you are and you own real estate, um, get a living trust. And the reason being, and I'm going to share why specifically, I see a lot of divorce rates going up. Mm -hmm. And that means that as you get divorced and then you remarry or you reconnect with somebody, now you're planning for not only your partner, but also your children, potentially your partner's kids. 
And so if you don't have that very crystal clear um, in a in writing, if there's a death of a spouse from your second marriage or from a blended family or whatever the case may be, it gets a little chaotic. And I have seen a lot more of that. Oh, girl, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir. I've seen so many as someone who has done family law and estate planning. It is a freaking crazy nightmare if you don't get your your ducks in a row and in order in estate planning. Um, oh my God, even like getting a prenup, super important. Yeah. If, if you're on a different financial platform, hello, it's super important. Absolutely. And, and it is okay. The way I look at it, if you cannot have these difficult conversations with your partner, then you should question the partnership because someone should be able to talk to their partner, right? Whether it be their business partner, their life partner, their whatever partner, right? And if you can't feel comfortable asking them those questions, then you're, you, you should probably question the relationship. And so ask the difficult questions now, because if not, they become even more difficult in the future when there's emotions that are extremely high, or there's a death of someone and you're needing to take care of financial situations in a time where you're probably the most vulnerable. I personally do not like taking care of anything that is major or super important when I'm at my most vulnerable stages, because I don't feel my best. I just want to be left alone and be hugged. (laughs) (laughs) I think many amigas can resonate with that. Definitely. I know that when you're in a high stressful um, situation, you know, and, and you, and you want to be vulnerable, but you don't even know when or how to be because who, who do you trust? Right. 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 Who do you trust? So let's, let's get our financial plan in order so that we don't, we don't even have to address this. It becomes easier and there's already clarity, which allows people to move on. I think a lot of financial problems is we just don't talk about it. And, and sometimes we make up these stories, right? Because we do yeah. women and it happens to us. Yes. Um, I don't know if we're just wired this way, where sometimes we make like a simple question spiral so much in our head that we made such a big story about it versus if we just ask, you realize, oh, that didn't turn out the way I actually had planned because it was much easier than what you had expected. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is don't make up stories in your head about how your partner is going to be or how they're not going to be. Most of the time, if not always, your partner, um, you know, male or female, is a perfect reflection of the areas you're not willing to go. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) You heard it here, amigas. (laughs) And that's sometimes a little hard to swallow, because let me tell you something, you know, I, my husband is also a type A personality as well as I am. And there's times where I'm like, oh, and I have to like, kind of take a step back and ask myself, like, why is he my perfect mirror right now? And when I answer that is when I usually get the, like, like there's just this calmness about, okay, everything's going to be okay. And maybe I don't approach it in that moment, whether it be money or not. Right. And I approach it the next day about money. Like I recently brought up a, a proposal to him and I was super excited about it. And immediately he like, he was my devil's advocate. And I love that about him. But at the same time, I don't love that about him. Right. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Hmm. And I was so excited. And I was upset at him because I was excited. And I wanted him to be excited. Right, but right. like, we're, we're just you've seen more than I've seen in this business proposal. And I was like, oh, you're right about that. Um, I immediately wanted him to jump on my bag when of happiness, but he has no idea. He hasn't seen everything behind it. He hasn't seen the numbers, the stats where I have. So I immediately am like, oh, but it's fantastic. He's like, what's fantastic about it? I don't, I don't have everything. So um, sometimes ladies just take a moment to slow down, mm-hmm. look at really the areas that you want to address, ask the questions and ask how that person is a perfect mirror of yourself. And I hear this often because I think this is also something that in the Latina culture, um, it could be our, our, our fuel or it can be our crutch. And that is trauma. Mm, yes. And I also um, believe we have all gone through trauma Mm -hmm. and 
it shows up in different ways for different people. And recently, this amazing um, therapist that I, I follow, and I can't recall her name right now, she put a bubble underneath a, uh, not a bubble, she put a, a balloon underwater, and she was forcing it to stay down. But yet, at one point, if you can't continue to suppress that that balloon, it's going to jump up and pop and make a mess. Yeah. And that's how she addresses trauma that some of us can be running our life that way. So it's like, you have these burst of, you know, you lose it to the world type of thing. And these traumas continue to come up. And I can tell you, I have a laundry list of traumas that I'm sure <laughs> if I look back, these were all the things that were traumatic that maybe I didn't even know were that traumatic. Yeah. However, I do believe that it is important that you don't get stuck there. Because one of the things that I have seen, even with some of my friends, is that they get stuck in that and that is it. Where, yes, your, tra your trauma of money will repurpose if you're not willing to redirect it. Yes. Yes. And when you redirect it, it won't come up because you're not taking the same path. Right. And now at that point, because for example, my parents didn't educate me about money. So am I going to always think, oh, I am broke or I am this because of them no no because in trauma there's technically three sides there's one one there's left right middle right and I remember somebody telling me everything you go through in life is a neutral event yes, yes. and so because it is neutral I look back at all the traumatic events and I'm like they were actually not traumatic they were recourse correcting where now I need it to be but we identify that as trauma because we don't know any better. Yes. That's the way I look at it because it's like anything, right? I appreciate down markets. I appreciate chaotic markets because that's when you know whether all your financial ducks you've been lining up are going to play out or not. Mm. Oh my God, you're giving me chills. So how can you test the work you've been doing if you don't have turbulent times yes. how do you know you can withstand the test of time without these things like it just life doesn't work all beautiful and you know unicorns and pixie dust even though I wish it did but it doesn't and so these times are just a moment to say you know either I we've had so many years to save or to invest or to do what we needed to do and if we haven't this is why we become fearful because mm -hmm. we haven't been willing to redirect our course. Right. 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 Yeah. Convenience. We pay a price for convenience. We pay a price for distractions. We pay a price for unhealthy food choices. We pay a price. And so all of it we're seeing is just that our own drama, our own stuff, plus the world in itself as a whole. And it just gets amplified 10 times more, a hundred times more. And if you're on social media, it feels like a thousand times more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, girl. I, I totally, uh, totally get what you're saying. And, and it's in, it's just, it's like 10 X, whatever it is, that trauma can be 10 X that, um, your health going down, downhill can be 10 X if you don't catch it and course correct. Right. So we're talking about course correcting. How can we course correct our financial status now? So immediately, I got to tell you this. Um, it might be too late for some. Mm. And I got to be the messenger of bad news. I don't like being it, but I'd rather be the messenger of bad news than the messenger of bullshit. And I love it. Truth, <laughs> truth talk here. Adamiga, handle your shit. You know, absolutely. Truth talk be told that some of you are not going to survive. Mm -hmm. And you know, whether it be through Jackie's podcast or whether it be through, you know, just social media handles you follow or whatnot. It's not just about following people. It's about implementation of the knowledge you're learning from these people. Right. And so for some, it's going to be really tough. And for others, um, this is an, a wake up call. This is a wake up call that we're going to experience other situations like this. And for some, this is going to be a huge opportunity and depends on where you at. There's different levels of how to get it together. But I can tell you one thing, whether you're in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, and even in your fifties, 
immediately, immediately, as we were talking about playing the, the long game and reverse engineering, that is you don't become wealthy through savings. You become wealthy through investing. Mm -hmm. And so the number one thing is start investing, increase your investing, get familiar with what investing and risk tolerance you have. I know a lot of women, especially once they become widows, they have a less risk tolerance than those that, for example, have two incomes coming in, right? Or if you're the main breadwinner, what does that look like? So I think it's important to identify what's your risk tolerance. And if you don't know much about it, hello, this is why we're here to yeah. help. Like, where are you? Yeah. People immediately, one of the biggest mistakes that I see just from 15 years that I've been seeing this is people think that the only way they can invest is if they own stocks. Right. And that is not true. Mm. That is completely not true. That is one of the many ways that you can actually increase your portfolio. You can, investment means it's such a, it's so wide that you can invest in a business. You can invest in a um, real estate. You can invest in different mutual funds. You can invest in the indexes. You can invest in um, bonds. You can invest in so much. And the question is, there's, there's more factors than to just say that, but number one is invest. Yeah. That is like, if someone would have told me when I was 19, 18 years old, hey, just put a hundred dollars away, watch the money if it keeps dropping, just pay attention, be aware of it. Once a month, take a look at that. Even though as a 20, 19 year old, I would have been clueless. I would have listened if I had a mentor. Yeah. But I didn't because I didn't have a mentor. My parents didn't educate me on that. So I didn't invest. I, I invested at 23 when I bought my second property, but even still then I wasn't investing. I would just tippy-toed in that market because I was familiar with it since I was an escrow officer. Right. This is when I got myself in financial services. I was like, oh my God, there is so much. Yeah. So I, I really do believe that one of the things and how you invest is to invest first and then spend. We do a great job in spending first, <laughs> getting to invest. Amigas, you heard it. Invest first. <laughs> but just think about logically, right? Just logically, not even knowing about all the twerks and things of investment. But when you are 65 or 60, when you decide to retire, right? Let's just say you didn't properly retire. And you look at all your accounts and say, I don't have enough money to retire. Are you going to call Target or Amazon to say, hey, you know, all the money that I spent with you guys, but I never invested in your stocks or I never invested in anything. Can you just give me some of that money back? Because unfortunately, I don't have enough money to retire. You know what they're going to tell you? Nothing. They're going to, it's going to be crickets because nobody does that. They're going <laughs> to give you the middle finger and be like, what are you talking about, crazy lady? And what I'm saying is that they're not going to be there for you. Right. So, you know, I get it. You're helping them meet their quotas when you're purchasing stuff. But, at, and yes, you're helping create jobs. And I know the world ends that, I mean, spins that way, but not at the cost of your peace of mind when it comes to retirement. Because the biggest thing, Jackie, that I see is 70 year old women still hustling like they're in their 30s or 40. And that sucks. No, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. And majority of their Latin. Yeah. And, and I'm like, if there is one thing that I have learned, not only from my family and the women that I continue to follow, but from friends and family members. And like, we are not scared to work. That yeah. is not our fear. Yeah. Well, if there is no job, we will create it and we will do what we need to do. We will self-source, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, we need to know about investing, not only in ourselves, but in taking care of our future selves. And the only way you do that is through investments, through if your employer doesn't offer you a 401k, don't worry. You can start your own individual account. You know, you can go to the bank. You can reach out to a financial professional like myself. There are so many opportunities. Now, where and how you'll be able to make those investment um, selections will be based on do you like the risk tolerance? Yeah. And for example, I am a little bit more conservative than my husband. My husband is definitely a little bit more risk tolerance than I am. I'm not. And why? I always tell him because as a woman, I always need to make sure that there's some and a little bit more, right? And it's funny because even my pantry reflects it. Like I have all for the next three months and I'll have some like 
plates and cups and all this thing for the next following three months in my garage. That's how I look at money. Not only do I want to have some for now, I want to have some money for the future. And so we do it all the time in our household. So why not do it in our finances? Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. And we're actually really good money managers. Mm, yeah. But we don't credit ourselves enough credit to believe that we are because some of the times um, we leave it up to our spouse yeah. or we we kind of put it on the back burner or we put it on the end of the priority list um, and we shouldn't because that will affect us in the long the long term game it will absolutely yeah absolutely yes invest invest the quicker you get on it the better um I often hear if you're in your 20s ladies I don't you know I know you have a wide uh, you know range of listeners if you're in your 20s and somebody tells you you have time, now for me, I feel like that's a lie. That's a lie. And that is a big lie. I wish somebody when I was 20 would have told me you don't have time because then I would have applied myself more. Mm -hmm. um, like instead of buying a house, what if I would have bought in two or three or four? Yeah. I didn't apply myself because the whole time I thought I had time. And so don't believe that lie just because somebody else tells you that I would say, if you have a good mentor, they're going to tell you start immediately. Yeah. And yeah. so that's one of the things that when I see 20 year olds, I'm like, well, this thing about time, what you do have is choice and time can create that time creates choice by the decisions you're making now. And if you think you'll have better choices, you know, in the future, um, from the lack of your activity, I highly doubt that <laughs> you will have a better future with what you continue, right? It's like anything. When is a good time to, when is a good time? 20 years ago? Yeah. When is a good time okay. to start? How about now? <laughs> How about today? Just click, 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 click. And also because, um, another thing, I don't always encourage everyone to invest in just one thing. I like the diversification of different assets for different people, depending on multiple things, age, health, financial story, background, family. Do you have children? Are you married? What does your spouse do? Are the family, is the family healthy? Um, because you don't always want to have, you know, I, I learned this and it just, it was mind blowing to me to learn this. It was, you know, I'm in the financial space. So I always, I always would believe that, the more money you have, the the wealthier you are. And it wasn't until somebody said it that just, it clicked. And it says at the time of retirement, it's not how much you have in your portfolio. It's how much money you will continue to receive, how much income on a monthly basis you will continue to receive for the rest of your life. And that is truly what wealth is. It's not just the number at the end of your portfolio. You might have four or $5 million and that's great, but you can lose that all tomorrow. Right, right. And if that is the number that you're dependent upon your lifetime income, then you have nothing. Yeah. And I've always preached it more in 2008. Now I feel like that's like even a bigger thing. So the way I, when I do sit with women, it's like my goal for you is multiple streams of income. And what does that look like? And whether it, because most people may think, oh, real estate. Yes, that's one of them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But there are other things that guarantee you guarantee lifetime income without the management of real estate, the property taxes, the insurances. There are other things. But unfortunately, only few will make those decisions on guarantee lifetime income. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not because it's not available to everyone. It is because you have to have money to invest in those investments. And if you don't have it, then you re you in essence remove that choice for yourself by not creating the income or the, the investment for yourself. And I think that's extremely important. Never running out of income is truly a, what I want to call a recession proof financial plan. Mm. So I, I recently was listening to a gentleman and he said, he goes, I have at least of about like 16 sources of income coming in, but I only live off of seven. He goes, the other ones are just hanging out. So if my wife says, hey, you know, my money's getting a little bit tight, I just turn one right on. He goes, or if let's just say I need to do some repairs on my house, he's like, 
I'll look at my investment, which one's next in line, because there is a sequence of investments and how to take them out. Um, and he said, I just look at that. I look at the features of it, take out what's needed and continue to leave the rest to invest and never to lose a single penny. Because at my age, mind you, they're already retired, 65 to 70 around there. Um, I make sure that I don't ever run out of money. And the only way I could do that is to continue to have multiple streams of income and not live off of all of them just because I can. Right. And I was like, that's proper planning. And most people can't even fathom to believe to get two to three sources of income. Right. People believe, oh, but I'm paying into social security. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like saying it, you it won't exist. <laughs> it's like it's like you saying that you will your your retirement will or your investments will be dependent upon you buying the lottery ticket. Yeah. 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 Uh fat chance. No way. <laughs> it's going to change it's going to decrease it's government's got their money uh their their hands on things like that actually and some of them don't even we haven't made changes to the pension reform we haven't made any changes to social security since i think like 80 something like 81 i think in 83 there was like 1983 where they were going to finally make some changes to it and they never did they yeah. never came to it so because there's so many things that haven't happened is why we're going to be affected so i always say the best financial plan is you planning for you you planning for you yes i love that you planning for you oh my god so for amigas out there um what we're hearing here is diversify invest invest in anything and everything that you can so this is a thing a lot of people ask me but what do you invest in mm -hmm. And it's, it depends because, for example, if you work for an employer that offers you a retirement plan and they match you, people will only invest in the 401k if they match. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter if they match you or not. Invest in it. Mm -hmm. Invest in it because it is, you know, it's part of it. Let's just say you maximize that investment, right? There you can open up a Roth. Now you're not going to have this huge significant tax break because you're going from a pre-tax to an after-tax investment but what it's not only about that it's about the fact that you're going to have a second account growing for yourself yeah. so sometimes you have to kind of like oh if it's not going to benefit me tax purposes why should I open it because you're going to have more money in the future and it's going to be tax-free so it's going to you're going to have an advantage it's just going to be later right and then people will say okay so I am good I have a 401k and I have an IRA or have a Roth IRA, I am good. And I'm like, no, there are other investments. There's what we call um, non-qualified uh, plans like the IRA, the Roth IRA, the 401k, you can still continue to contribute to those. And those have, you know, like minimums of $20,000, uh, certain maximums, just depending upon wealth. And um, that's one. Then there's also life insurance that's used for investing, or I shouldn't say for investing, I take that back. It's for cash value growth. That's the proper word for cash value growth. And that particular insurance is actually part of the IRS code. It was an insurance created for high earners to be able to put more money in other vehicles to be able to become tax-free and, you know, um, tax-free sources. Yeah. And so there are life insurances that allow you to do that. So there's just so many that when someone says, well, where do I invest first? The truth is, I don't know, because I don't know where you stand, what your income looks like, what your debt looks like, what your student debt looks like, your house, your marital status. Is there two people working? Is there one person working? All of those things are important to a financial plan. And so this is why I always say, I, I don't know. I don't know. So this is why yeah. God knows the truth is, is that's why I always tell people, make an appointment, make an appointment. Not because yes. I just want you to get on my books is because I don't know anything about you. Yeah. Yes. To be able to give you a recommendation based on like, for example, the podcast, like listening to this general scope, it's very difficult. But one thing is the priority is their investment to take care of yourself and your family. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Hands mm -hmm. down, hands down. And I know that uh, we're getting close to the end here, but I, I just wanted you to touch on this whole, like the financial markets, like what is your perspective? What, what do you think is going to happen? Is it going to continue to tumble down before we get an increase? 
what what's your what's your take? I don't think we've seen the worst yet. Mm, me too. That's, I don't think we've seen the worst um, because if this was the worst, there's still a lot of people out there spending a lot of money that they don't have. And um, I don't know if you've heard Bank of America is bringing on these like no cost, like back in 2006, yeah. when we bought these crazy mortgages that caused the 2008 meltdown. Yeah, I was, I read something like that and I thought, okay, are we going back to those times just yeah. so that we can continue to live how we are living? Yes. And, and so I do believe it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And everybody will say, you know, well, what goes down comes up. Yes. But what's important is understanding where do you fall in the coming up or going down? If you are in your 60s and 70s and the market took a tank and you're now living off of that income, if you do the numbers, you will not be able to survive versus someone who's just starting. That's the one thing. Now, yes, everything that does go down does take time to go up. But what happens is people, for example, if you lost if you lost 50% of your portfolio, um, how long does it take you to get, get that back? You'll have to make 100% just to be able to make 50%. Yeah. And that's what I don't think a lot of people understand. They just say, oh, what goes down goes up. So if I had 100,000, now I have 75, it's not so bad. However, that 25 to get it back is going to take you a lot longer than it took you the first time around. Wow. And that's why it, time is money. And yeah. that's why you hear that. And so, yes, I do believe it's going to get worse because I do see still a lot of spending out there. Um, I do believe that we need to tighten our spending because, um, and this is not whether you're Republican or liberal or Democratic or none of that. It's we're in an administration that loves to just print money. Yeah. Ugh. And I mean, just imagine that. When has that ever worked? Even in your household, think about that. If money is just going out and going out and going out. And what I don't think people in the bigger scope understand is we are in trillion dollars of debt. Mm -hmm. It'll probably take us 35,000 years before we can get out of that debt. And I don't think people really comprehend that. Some people that have 60, 70, $100,000 in debt, they're dying. They'll never get out of that debt. Imagine in the trillions of dollars that we're in yeah. as a whole. So if I look at how this country is being ran, I'm like, we love printing money and giving money, but we don't love like creating policy for change and real transformation and education about money. Because how can someone teach about it if they're doing completely opposite from it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Preach, girl, preach. <laughs> I do think if for anyone listening right now, obviously we're in what, 2022, towards the end of 2022, and it's beware. Um, and another thing, I know we're coming to an end, like you said, but it doesn't matter what administration is, um, you know, in, 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 in leadership, always prepare yourself for leadership that you like or leadership that you don't like. And that's okay. But the preparation of yourself should be consistent, even though the leaders in our nation are not always consistent with being their word. That doesn't mean that you can be consistent with you being your word to take care of yourself and plan for yourself. And do not ever expect the government to take care of you just because they send you a $1,400 check or a, like, just don't, just don't be grateful for it. Yes. But it's, it, it's, yes, I know my husband and I were constantly like, what the heck is this check for? For me to go to Javier's and have margaritas? What? I don't need another check. I need better leadership. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. Um, and one last thing that I do want to speak to your audience. Yes. Don't believe the lie that being in debt is a good thing. Because just because debt is a common thing should not be a natural thing for your financial plan to be. Um, I feel like debt has become people's priority instead of savings. Mm. And I want to make sure you are aware that if you are in debt, you can get out of it. Um, but not prioritize that before 
paying yourself first in your retirement accounts and your emergency savings account because credit card companies when things get a little bit tough they also tighten up their guidelines and they can slice your credit in half and there goes your emergency fund or whatever and so therefore i notice that everyone i talk to has debt it is very rare now to talk to you know um people who don't and i don't want you to continue to normalize that as a normal behavior when it's not a normal behavior debt is you robbing from yourself and giving mm -hmm. it to someone else in a way that um you're just like here grateful take it all take it all here you go no 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 no. it should not be just because it's common should not be normal and you should say i am grateful to live without it and be comfortable being in that space yeah oh my god i love this debt is robbing from yourself mm -hmm. imagínate what the heck <laughs> Right? Like imagine uh, we all like things and we all buy things, but imagine you bought a, you know, I, I mean, I love Target. Who doesn't, right? You go to Target, you'd spend $300. And for that $300 of seasonal items you just bought, you actually ended up spending $500. And that's if you pay it off within a certain amount of time. And then now it doesn't even, it's like half a third of the price because it's on clearance the next three months. And for you, you're now paying six, seven hundred dollars because you forgot to pay that bill off. Like it doesn't just it logically, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Your credit cards, of course. Do I use them? I do. I use them systematically in a way that allows me to play the game of credit. Ooh. But I and it's important to know the games and how to play them. And so it is important. Why? Because then you have an opportunity at you even winning at your own game. There's nobody else's game but yours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How we keep telly is through your money mm -hmm. and asking yourself, am I playing the short game or the long game? Mm -hmm. Some people need to play the long game, but their their actions are playing the short game. Whereas like, the people in the short game are playing the long. So a lot of my older folks that I have clients, they, even though they're now in their shorter, like they're making decisions really for the next five to 10 years, they're planning for 30 years. Whereas of the people that should be planning for 30 years can't even see the next five to 10 years ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so important. And be paranoid about not having money. People are not paranoid about debt. They, they live perfectly fine. Stressful, I'm sure, but they are okay with that. Be paranoid about not funding your priorities. Like, oh my god that brings chills amigas yes be paranoid about that because then that means you know it's raining outside you'll never get left without cover you'll always have an umbrella you'll have the rain jacket you'll have the boots by you being able to always prepare yourself first um there's a saying right jackie i don't know if you ever if your mom has ever used this Mujer prevenida vale por dos. Ah, yes yes Thank you, money ladies Yes. Yes. You heard it here, amigas. So Eva, what are your tips for how Amiga can handle your ship? Because I know you've been giving us, but <laughs> specifically, what, what can you say? One or two? Wow. So your husband is not your retirement plan as much as you love him, as much as you are a partner and as much as you, you are one, he is not your retirement plan. Oh not, my God. Until he dies <laughs> for you to have money because you will be broke. That's one. And two, well, this is more on a, we're going to talk money. We need to equally talk health mm. and without your health, your money doesn't have as much value. Yeah. And so whatever you need to do to create a better version of yourself, um, if it's you don't eat out one day out of the week, then do that. Because I noticed that as I shifted my eating and my my sleeping, actually more eating than it was sleeping, because I didn't sleep enough, right? As a new mom, you don't sleep. And so I needed to at least get the proper nutrition. Um, I also noticed that there is clarity in my brain. So fueling your health is equally as important as fueling your finances. Mm. Ooh, amigas, and you heard it here. Fueling your health is equally as important as fueling your finances. And your hubby is not your retirement plan. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. Eva, but they're not. <laughs> yes, I know. Eva, you're 
always just keeping it real, telling us <laughs> what we need to know, not what we we want to hear, you know, because we need to know this stuff. And I'm just excited that you were available to be on the podcast and to share your message to the world, because this is a podcast her heard globally. And Amigas, for those of you who are interested, we'd love to have you at the Amiga Empowerment event, which is here in Los Angeles, California. And my girlfriend here, Eva, is going to be on the wealth panel. I'm so excited. This is March 24th and uh, on a Friday. And so we'll drop some links in the show notes so that you can um, be a part of this. And so, Eva. I am so, so, so honored that you took the time here to be with us because I know your time is super valuable and um, I love you to death. I can't I wait for too. us. Can't wait for us to be on the stage in March. Oh my I God. Know. I'm excited for you. And this is the first time we share stage together. Yes. And this is actually the first time from a baby that I go out in public, like not in public, but like actually on a stage so I'm super excited about your event and just what it's going to be what it is already because I know it's already it, there's a lot of pre-work to the event so I already know it's fantastic and I'm excited about it I I don't only show up as a speaker but I show up as also receiving the gifts that you want to share with everybody because I do believe that the reason why we've been such good friends is because we want to leave this world a better place than what it has been um, in the past and currently. And I think as uh, women of personalities that know that we can create, we will do whatever it takes. And I just want to honor you in this moment of saying thank you because you've had your story and it hasn't been easy and you've had tons of things you can you know address. And even through all of your, we women are just rocks mm, yes. with a beautiful little heart inside of us. And yeah. so- and I say rocks, not in a bad way, but in a way that just says, no matter what storm we're going through, we will always show you love and give you love. And I think that's your event is going to be a love wealth. Like mm. there's so much uh, information because you're so well connected with so many amazing humans that want to leave this world a better place. Yes. <sighs> you gave me the chills, Amiga. I, I, I so, so honor this and honor you. And I know that today is this episode is so special and i know that in march we're just gonna rock it i mean because we vibe and i think you're an aquarius too aren't you yes so pues por eso <laughs> tell us now because we will make sure we show you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it well thank you so much eva for being on yeah. amiga hand your shit podcast thank you <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.